The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. In our last episode, Private Eye Dex Raymond visited several places to talk to persons of interest and examine physical clues as he tries to learn more about what happened to Helen Deacon. Listen in as Kurt and Joe continue the adventure. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. This is Kurt. I am back running the Cthulhu Confidential Gumshoe One-on-One Game here with the one Joe Young. Joe, how are you? This is a horribly acted Dex Raymond. (laughs) (laughs) Dex is awesome. I'm glad to be back. Um, It's been a little time away for us, and we're playing this as our second day, but to you it'll be probably the... uh, third or fourth hour of listening the third yeah at yep. this point you should know that uh dex raymond is hot on the trail of trying to figure out what happened to one helen deacon a beautiful young lady who disappeared for weeks and reappeared covered in blood walking down the streets of downtown la in 1937 yeah that that bird definitely flew out of her clock yeah <laughs> she's kind of kind of freaked out now but hey, i looked into those eyes i didn't see anything i couldn't handle Dex has been a rock. He's been a rock. Yeah. In our last episode, he went to see Marshall Daly, one of Helen's lovers, and also made his way back to Deacon Manor. Joe, what do you want yeah. to tell us about the last episode? Well, we had, um, we had uh, I-, I thought, a kind of a cool episode where we spent time in different areas. I like when that happens, um, yet it still flows like a story. So, um, yeah, Dex found himself on the, um, the studio lot found Marshall Daly's office, uh, Typewriter Alley, I think it was, and uh, found his desk, found his day timer, and um, I'll keep saying found, found that he could find him where he's normally found on Thursdays, which is at a um, gathering of a local group of communists. And uh, Dex, although just walking right into the place seemed to stir things up a little, he smoothed things over quick, got Marshall on his side, got a few clues on what he might be able to, uh, on things he might be able to use to uh, try and figure out what happened to Helen. And from there, remembered he wanted to go get that blood-stained camisole so he could bring it to his scientist friend, Jenny Ashley. Uh, he's going to call her Jenny. It doesn't say it anywhere here, but because that's it. Um, and, uh, yeah, made his way to the manor, got the camisole, and saw Helen. So his, her, um, her room had been cleared, apparently, to protect her from injuring herself. And um, they say he got a glimpse into those eyes. And he should have been freaked out, but nah, Dex, he can handle himself here. He's been super cool twice yeah. when it has mattered. So I think we could kind of pick up right there, and uh, before heading out of the manor, uh, the other thing that uh, Dex is curious about, and he'll ask Margaret, uh, what can you show me that was taken out of her room? Maybe I can find some more clues from what was taken out of Helen's room. I notice it's very barren now. Right, right. Well, as you no doubt surmised, we wanted to remove anything that Helen might be able to use to hurt herself, uh, and it just seemed to make sense to cl- to clear the room of most of her belongings. So you're welcome to, to look through. Uh, we've actually got it back here in one of the, one of the pantries, uh, but it's mostly just family photographs and, uh, and knickknacks and things that she had around her room. But you're welcome to take a look if you'd like. Oh, definitely. Don't mind if I do. Of course, this hat would be off indoors. So <laughs> I did go uh, get a cheap fedora so I could try and play the part and feel a little better about it. Um, yeah, let's check that place out. Okay. So um, there's not a lot there. As I said, you know, there's some... Uh, 
picture frames with family photos, mm -hmm. uh, perfume jars made of glass, you know, things that were sharp or potentially sharp were okay. removed from the room. But one thing um, did strike you as being just a little bit odd. Um, as you're looking through the items, you see a jar of clear liquid um, that's actually labeled with like a strip of masking tape that's been taped across the front. Huh. And the tape um, has got writing on it in, in a really shaky, what looks like it was written in a really shaky hand, and it bears a date um, from just over three months ago. Just over three months ago. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to take a note of that. Is there like um, a floating baby in the jar? <laughs> Uh, just looking at it, you don't see anything other than just clear liquid. All right. Um, hmm. Is it a large jar? Like, is this something that I'm going to ask Margaret if I can take with me? Yeah, this is like a uh, like a mason jar. Okay. Then um, so yeah, you know, twelve ounces of fluid maybe at most. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's got a um, thin metal cap on it right now, but you could okay. certainly check it out further if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll um, I'm a brave fella. I've drank plenty of clear liquids from mason jazz in my time <laughs> let's uh open this up and take a sniff is this some kind of moonshine or something what does the the label say yeah, well, Any? okay well uh i'm gonna drink it before i read it right so to, <laughs> to get anything more from the label here you'd have yeah. to have to spend a, uh, an investigation evidence collection push if you wanted to let's do that let's go ahead and spend one of those four pushes okay that um dex currently has he started with three picked one up in one of our previous sessions all right, so um, you look at this closer, and you can tell from uh, kind of your background that this the writing is almost certainly that of a man, okay, uh, and one with limited formal schooling. You know, it looks oh, okay. uh, almost like a child or like written in crayon kind of look. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And uh, as you smell it, yeah. even before you taste it, you get a whiff, and you know that this is moonshine or some kind of moonshine, uh, and that it's the cheap, cheap variant. Um, you can tell that it's it's a potent moonshine, low grade stuff, uh, like you would get sold, you know, in the rural areas around here during Prohibition. Um, yeah. You don't you don't see this kind of stuff around much anymore, uh, you know, because now I think Prohibition's over and people can get their hands on cheap booze again. Uh, but the container's nearly full. Um, you know, you actually said you were going to take a sip of it, so uh, well, especially if I can identify it by smell, yeah. I would want to make sure the taste matches the smell. And it does, um, okay. uh, and it it's potent, and you don't want more than one sip of it. Okay, not sure. In nineteen thirty-seven, we knew what parts could make you go blind, but I don't <laughs> think I'm ready to go there yet. Right. Um, so. so, does the do I know what the label actually said? Because uh, you told me it was just a it just had a date writing, from a date. more than three months ago. Okay. Yeah. So, aside from that, nothing else. Uh, nothing. No. Okay. So, let me uh, just make a note of that here in my handy dandy black book. Um, so it was dated three months ago. Um, yeah. Well, if that's the case, I don't think um, I put the lid back on the jar and set it on the shelf. I didn't think that was useful to bring along with me. Okay. Uh, and that's really all that you find as you look through her things. Everything else just looks right. like personal items that would have been in her room. This this is clearly out of place, and you don't know why Helen would have okay. had it. Just out of curiosity for the character... Since um, Dex didn't necessarily know these people ahead of time, but is now learning that they're influential, wealthy, what have you. Um, look for a picture of the mother and see which daughter looks more like the mother, something that I could mention later on. Mm, excellent. So uh, there are several family photos. Yeah. Uh, a number of them include the mother. And uh, the mother reminds you more of Margaret than of Helen. Okay. 
I couldn't figure out why all these pictures were in color when the world was black and white, but that's something we'd figure out later. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, that's really, you know, that's okay. all there is to see there. Now, I, as you come... Yeah, you just said both names, and I forgot which order you said. Looks more like Margaret than Helen? Yes, Margaret okay. is your client. Helen yep. is the... Uh, I just had it stuck in my head that you said both names, and I wasn't sure which one it was. All right. And I apologize. Okay. I will occasionally call Helen comatose, but she's not mm-hmm. comatose. She's catatonic. Yes. Um, that so is- if I misspeak in that regard, yeah. you know what I mean. I thought about that when, I was, uh, when we were going through my notes before we started, and I wrote catatonic when I said comatose, so that's kind of funny. Um, now, as you come out of the pantry back towards you know, kind of the main foyer downstairs. Yep. So as if you were to leave, uh, at that point, you actually see um, kind of a, a portly, balding man uh, who had just come down the stairs and was turning actually towards you just by chance yep. and uh, almost bumps into you. And you suspect that this is probably Mr. Deacon, Roscoe Deacon. Oh, the dad. Well, well does he look like a guy in the picture I just saw uh, upstairs? He does. Okay. He does. So, uh, And he, he bumps into you and... Um, kind of la- laughs almost like a jolly laugh and, and actually offers his hand and says, you know, oh, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm Roscoe Deacon. How are well, you? I give him that, that good half-fake smi- uh, private eye smile. Um, uh, good, to meet you. good to meet you, Mr. Dixon. Uh, Dexter Raymond, uh, trying to find out things for your daughter and uh, see if we can figure out what happened to your other daughter. Oh, Mr. Raymond, we're so glad to have you involved. So glad to have yes. you helping us. If there's anything at all that we can do, you know, please, please let us know. Oh, definitely. My is resources this, are at your disposal. Um, is this guy genuine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm on my way out. Uh, sorry, to, uh, sorry to bump into you in your own home here, but uh, you, you uh, have yourself a pleasant evening. Okay. All right. All right. And so he yep. just goes on back towards the kitchen, and uh, okay. Margaret is standing there and asks if there's anything else she can do for you, and otherwise. Um, uh, I, yeah. The uh, moonshine I just saw. Do you happen to know where that uh, jar of moonshine came from? You know, it's in, it's interesting. The um, the it was part of the police file, the police records, and um, they asked if we knew anything about it, and we didn't. And uh, I don't know why they didn't keep it, but for some reason they gave it back to us, and I really don't have any idea what that's about. Okay, so essentially part of the police evidence. Was it in the house when they showed up? Did she already have it here? Did they bring it with them? No, I think when uh, they must have gotten it from her when they found her. Ah, all right. So the police found that on her. Yeah, I think that's about all I needed to know for now, um, uh, Miss Deacon. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what other information I find. If uh, I need something from you, I'll give you a ring. All right, that sounds great. Thank you so much, right. Mr. Raymond. I mean, Dex. <laughs> yeah. He wants I'll to get be, used to that yet. He, he wants to be friendly because she has the money. <laughs> if it's too formal, she might not. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. And at this point, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but darkness has fallen outside. It should be Stars dark, are starting yeah. to come up. It's uh, yeah. so actually even kind of a light mist falling, which is a little unusual in L.A., but uh, yeah. not rain, but just a kind of a light mist. Okay. Um, as I walk out of the Deacon uh, Manor, I made my way over to that car that was tailing us here. I'd see the moonlight sparkle off of the windshield. I know it's the right one. Walk around behind the car really quietly and knock on the window. Hey, buddy. He, uh, he looks at you and uh, you see uh, kind of an older man, maybe in his late 50s, kind of gray, s- silvery hair. Did your um, son set you up to this? 
<laughs> Tell him, did your son set you up to this? <laughs> um, and he looks at you kind of cautiously and then cracks the window just you know <laughs> two inches or so. Uh, yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah, just uh, wondering what you're doing following me here. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm not following you. I'm just relaxing. I'm just taking a break for uh, before I go back to work. And I'll tell you, I bet you your break's just about done as I pull away, isn't it? I, I mean, I, was, I take a nap. I need some sleep before I get back. You know, I'm writing a very yeah. important article. I need... So while he's dodging my questions, I let my eyes glance in the front and the back of this car, looking for anything out of place, uh, you know, a little, um, from the accent you're doing, maybe a Russian newspaper or something laying around, or whatever the accent is. Should be German, but I can't okay. do German very well. I can't do either, <laughs> unless you're trying so. to do Schwarzenegger, which isn't quite German. Oh, I could do Hans and Franz. There you go. pump you there. up. <laughs> um, is there anything around the car while he's dodging the question, just glancing around now? Not um, at all. He's got a newspaper on the front seat. And yeah, paper just back all normal. He's just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he dressed like anyone from that communist meeting? Does he look familiar? I, I don't know. You've they never, weren't wearing uniforms. You've never but, seen him before. Okay. Um, I want to... I want to get more information from him. Can I do that with a push, or what do I need to do to get that? I mean, I, I, I want to lean on the guy, but I don't want to bully him at this point. And I don't know if I have any leverage over him other than just saying, you better tell me or I'll kick your ass. Right, right. Well, uh, you didn't get anything from him asking nicely. Right. So I, I mean, I'll... Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll lean in towards the window. I'm aware he can close it, so I'm not going to put any appendage in there. Um, kind of talk out of the corner of my mouth a bit, and I say, you know, uh, there's a couple of guys in the police precinct who might want to run your plates if you're uh, not straightforward with me. Excellent. All right, so it sounds like you're trying intimidate, to intimidate him, yeah. which uh, now he starts to look more interested yeah. and uh, says, no, there's no need for that. There's no need for that at all. What, what can I, no. Yeah. Look, I just need to know who set you up to this. I don't even need to know your name, buddy. Well, I mean, I'm following you to make, you know, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on all of these commie bastards, and I saw yes. you at the meeting and figured you might be one of them. That's the only well, reason I'm following you. That's great. But when you're done following someone, you go back to tell someone else. Who's that? Uh, I'm, I'm a freelance writer. I'm writing an article, and uh, that's, I'm just following you to see if you might be connected to some of these people, some of these All more right. famous uh, writers. Well, I see you got the newspaper in there. Show me one of your recent articles, or well, I'll call you on it. Well, there, I don't have anything in that paper. I'm a freelance reporter. Yeah. Are you familiar with the local precinct? Maybe they know your name. Uh, Let yeah. me just, uh, Hold on a second. I'll write your plate number down. And I grab my book yeah. and a pencil. And I don't mind telling you my name. I have nothing to hide. My name is Franz I don't need to know who you are. I need to know who you go talk to. I don't go talk to anyone. I'm just following communists right, uh, to write you know, for my article. Now, is, uh, as I assess his ability to honestly relay this information to me, is he doing that? I can tell he's dodging stuff. Yeah, he's moving in and out of the truth. Okay. Uh he hasn't lied to you, but he maybe has not told you the yeah. whole truth. It's more deceptive than, than just flat-out dishonesty. Now, um, if you wanted to spend a push, you would be able to tell specifically which claims don't wash. 
Let's do that. But I don't know. I want. I'm. I want to use these because I want to earn more. So that'll be down to two pushes. Okay. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, really. Look, buddy. I got all the digits of your license plate here. So how about you just talk, and I'll just rip this page right out of my book, and I hold the book up to him, and I'm ready to just rip it out. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. So I, I've lived here for many years. I'm a naturalized citizen. You know, I'm from Germany, but. I'm here. I hate the Reds. I hate the communists. I'm writing an article about, uh, you know, as I said, I'm a freelance reporter. I'm researching a piece on the Red subversion of Hollywood. That's why I was following Marshall Daly. I follow Marshall Daly. I see you. I follow you. That's all that's happened here. So why didn't you continue following Marshall? Well, I already know that Marshall belongs to this communist cell. I have no doubt Mm. about that. I thought you might be too, but clearly you're 100% red-blooded all-American man. I know that now. I have no more interest in you. (laughs) I sliced my wrist open to prove it. (laughs) Um, uh, All right, Kurt, is there anything anything else I need to get out of this guy at this point? Is he clear to go? Yeah, so he he would work into the conversation. I don't want to overdo it. Yeah, no, he would... would, uh, um, he would tell you also that somehow, um, even though it seems awkward in the conversation when he says it, he would tell you that you know th- through some skirt, through some skirt, Helen uh, Helen Deacon and Marshall was messed up with, uh, you know, mixed up with her. Yeah, he, he got mixed up with this crooked accountant, Phil Block. He works at that rug joint, uh, the Alegria. He is a rough customer. If you talk to him, you better go in with your gun out. Phil Block, you say? Phil Block. He's the All accountant. Right. He's bad news. The bean counters don't worry me. Accountant, I can't. I'll struggle with writing a word in front of him. Apparently, um, all right. What, who did he say his name was again? Because I, I didn't care at the time. Spielman, S P E E L M A N. Spielman. I'm just going to call him Franz Spiel. Um, all right, Franz, you get on out of here now. You don't need to be following me anymore. Right. So. Uh, tap the roof of the car a couple of times and shoo him on. Right. So now because you spent the push talking to him, you yeah. know that you, you can sense that nothing he told you was out, outright lie, but you definitely did not get the whole story from him. Okay. And you also think it's kind of weird that he threw in this random thing about this accountant. And you're like, it was awkward. And it's like make bait. Sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, why was that? Why did mm. he mention him to you? Um, but, you know, at this point you let him go. Okay. And uh, he slowly starts to pull, pull away. All right. I muddled over this mention of the accountant as I walked back to the, the cab. Seems like I'm going to have to make a visit to, uh, I would have to make a visit to Allegria. So in the meantime, I'm going to have him follow this guy. Let's see if we can reverse the tail on him. I'm going to go past in present tense constantly. Just saying. no, that's that's good. So you because you kind of sense that there might be more to him than you realize. You're going to uh, try to shadow him. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. All right. Yeah. So in that and case, I actually have shadowing. I was going to say I'm going to need you to roll a shadowing roll. Uh-huh. Um, the advance is four plus. The setback is two or less. All right. Here we go. I'll roll the first die. I have two dice for shadowing. Oh, you do. So Should I will roll the first four. one. I have a three. Okay, I, I will get a four. I am going to go ahead and roll the second one. Wow, okay. These these stop rolling fast. I'm using new dice that uh, I hadn't used yet. Five more, so wow. that's an eight. All right, so um, basically you hang back from him. Uh, so I just, uh, I constantly had to tell, was it Johnny? No, I can't remember his name. Johnny was the cab driver. 
constantly had to keep Johnny on his toes. He got a little too close too many times, but I think we kept a good tail on uh, Franz. Yeah, so this one was easy. Um, no problems at all. You guys basically follow Spielman's as he drives back to his home. And, uh, you know, it's six or seven blocks from where you are. Um, he goes in and you realize that this is a place that, uh, you know, if you wanted to, you could come back and check out later when he's not there or okay. you could go in now. Uh, but there's no reason to think you'll get any more information from uh, him than you just did. Um, Johnny, keep it running. I'm just going to go look in a couple windows. Okay. So you actually um, walk onto the grounds, and mm-hmm. you realize that there's actually a, a fairly nice house and then a, a guest house separate, which is not unusual in Los Angeles. Um, and you can tell that – you can see through the window that Spielman has gone into the guest house. Okay. And is just you know, in there ah. kind, of, kind of coming back from his, from his day out. I want to mark down the address, whether it's important, if I know it or not, but I want to mark down the address so that I can have um, Len Pollard tell me who lives here. Sure. So it's, uh, the address is 112 uh, Moonbeam Drive. Okay. Um, And that is, Franz is in the guest house. All right. Um, And, you know, it looks like he's settling in for the night. Okay. Then, just a quick. Um, uh, it's funny. I want to use. I want to say investigation, but things are investigative abilities. So, I do want to investigate. I'm, I'm going to look around the place just to see. Does it look like he lives alone in the guest house? Yep. You know, that type of thing. Sure. So you look around uh, the guest house. You're, you're, you know, you're making sure you don't get super close. But oh, right. uh, he's Definitely. in there by himself. Yeah. Uh, but. While you're scoping the grounds, you see a fairly attractive woman, uh, maybe not middle-aged, but in her mid-30s in the main house. And okay. you see through the window that she's just in the kitchen kind of uh, flittering around making a drink uh, up in the main house. And uh, so basically Franz was in the guest house by himself, and this woman is up in the main house. Okay. All right. I think that's- You know – just because of your business, that generally the get, you know, like for well-heeled Los Angeles mm-hmm. actors and actresses and folks, the guest house is a guest house, but it's also not completely unusual for the guest house to be rented out for additional okay. income to someone who owns a home. Okay, and that might be the case here. All righty. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else for me here. Uh, head back to the cab. And your your kind of uh, street sense, your street wise, tells yeah. you there actually may be more for you here, but probably not while Franz is in his yeah. house. I can't go check his stuff out while he's sitting in it. Yeah, not unless you want to knock him out. Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. He wasn't too dodgy. Um, he was all right. very German. I did not do a. I did not do a, a fair job of representing <laughs> yeah. how German. How he could was. you, Schumacher? You can't know how you Deutsch. Just say that over and over. That's, yeah, that's. I only speak yeah. a little German. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My next thought is, uh, I mean, it's getting late. Is it? You tell me here. As, as part of this adventure, are we just able to say, "All right, I'm going to sleep," and we're going to wake up the next absolutely. morning and do whatever? Yeah, absolutely. We're not on the time clock or right. Anything. So, okay. I mean, stepping a little bit outside of my role, but at this yeah. point, you know, you've got a few paths that you could. That you could go down. Yeah. I plan on going to now. I plan on going to um, 
I've narrowed it down. It was going to be the scientist, but I'm, I'm uh, contemplating Allegria. Okay. But I think it's probably better for me to go visit Jenny Ashley uh, Ashbury because she probably needs some time to do some work on the evidence. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so she's a source and a friend of yours. And, uh, uh, and chances are this late she's not going to be in the office, so I should probably wait till tomorrow. Yeah, although you would have her home number and you would, I think, feel comfortable yeah. calling her at home if you wanted to. Um, totally up to you. No, I, th- I think it's I've had I've had a, enough stuff. I think it was time to turn in for the night. Okay, there's a lot of things brewing around in my noggin, and I needed to take some time to think it over. Right. So when you're head, you go to bed and you're thinking, you know, that yeah. there's something going on at the Alegria, the casino, but you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You've had a couple connections to this argent light the order the argent light you haven't don't really know too much about what's going on there and you've got a sense that uh maybe franz spiegelman has not uh told you everything that he possibly could have and uh but you're tired you've had a long rough day particularly after dealing with helen Mm -hmm. and uh it would be totally appropriate for you to i'm actually gonna decide that night i decided to stay in the office wanted to be close to that vase it brings me a sense of closure all right and today, there was too many loose ends. I'm gonna, I, I, I um, stretched myself out on the couch and soon found myself in sleepy land. Off in the, the fathomless sleep, perhaps? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, currently, I can still fathom the sleep. Right. All right. So you wake up the next morning bright and early and... Uh, First thing on your mind is the case. Now, you, given your background and your, you know, your street knowledge, you know that the Alegria doesn't even think about starting till dinner time. Right. Uh, it opens technically at dinner time, but it won't even be hopping till nine or ten. So you, you could go, but you know there's yeah, going to be nothing to find bother. there. Yep. So uh, tell me what you want to do. All right. So I woke up that morning really slowly. I've really got to clean the windows of that office. <laughs> the window. <laughs> take the window. off some of the that cracked window. Take off some of that tape. Maybe a little more of that uh, bright morning sunshine will come through. Well, spend a few minutes trying to tidy the place up, knowing I'm not even going to be here for the day. And I decide it's time to uh, grab a cup of Joe and go meet up with Jenny. Maybe uh, bring her a cup. All right, and tell the folks at home just a, a couple words about who Jenny is. Virginia Ashbury is a scientist source of Dex. Um, we'll describe her a little when we see her. However, um, her and Dex have worked a bit together, and she loves it when he brings uh, stuff to her because she gets to live the vicarious private eye life through him while she can just stand around in her lab coat and you know crunch numbers and look at evidence and stuff that is just a bit outside of Dex's realm of knowledge. Exactly. So uh, they, they get along well like brother and sister. Um, I think she's actually uh, younger than me, but she treats me like a younger brother. That's right. And just from a little bit of a metagaming perspective, for those of you who haven't played this, we use the sources as a way, because uh, Joe and Dex don't have a party with whom they're working, the sources are a way for him to get some additional investigative skills that it wouldn't make sense for Dex Raymond to have. They they are my party. Exactly. So, uh, all right. So are you going to call her? Are you going to drop by? I've got to go visit. Okay. Um, Jenny enjoys it when I visit, so I, uh, I you know what? I'll let, let you narrate. Let's say this, I'll let, let you narrate this. Scene. Yeah, let's say this wasn't. Uh, this is still downtown, not too far from my office. I took a stroll down the block, breathing in the the brisk morning air of L.A. I almost said Chicago for some reason. Um, 
uh, and uh, just about uh, a few a few blocks away from the uh, from her lab. I don't know if we have a specific name of a place where she works. I don't have one in the yeah. source, but a few blocks away from her lab, I uh, stop at um, uh, Billy's Coffee Joint and I uh, grab a couple of them. I make sure that one for her is set with the cream and sugar just like she likes it. I take mine black, Billy. She likes hers nice and sweet. Yes. Like you. Just like just like her private eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Pale and sweet. <laughs> with just a little shadow. Um and I brought the coffees over to Jenny. Uh, I, walked, uh, I walked into a very brightly lit lab. This place is blinding all the time. Uh, I see her over there in the corner. She's, uh, as usual, she's uh, dressed in her white lab coat, um, kind of bird-like. But she's a slim, attractive woman. And um, if we ever actually had something uh, going on, I don't think I'd mind it. Mm. Hey, Jenny. Dex. What kind um, of trouble have you gotten yourself into now? Hold up the bag that has the evidence in it. <laughs> oh, that kind of trouble. Yeah. Got something for you. I hope you didn't do that. Nah, this is one that I'm clear of so far. <laughs> All right, what do you need? Um, so to, to, make, to make the scene shorter, I will go through a picture of the scene of he's telling her kind of the audio montage of... This case came in, because he's pretty open with her. Yeah. He needs to know all the information in order to be able to, to, to help. Um, the case came in. This woman's sister disappeared. She came uh, When she showed up again, she was wearing this at that point, opened up the bag and uh, the blood-soaked camisole. And um, uh, Jenny, what I need to find out is whose blood's on this, where'd it come from? Uh. The cops... Uh, you know, they just don't want to help this family out here. So I'm on the case. All right. Well, I, I can't tell you whose blood it is, but I can tell you if it matches yeah, well, another we, blood sample that you have. If we wait about 70 years, you can do DNA. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you want to know that if it's right. hers? Uh, let's metagame a bit. I was supposed to get a sample of something from Margaret, I think it was. I was going to get Margaret yeah, or Helen's medical blood. Re- or Helen's medical yeah. Or blood gonna, so I, I show up with that. That's part of what's in the bag. There's a separate folder that's uh, in a, a sealed, like a Ziploc. I don't think they had Ziploc, but a sealed bag. Yeah. Um, and say, here's some stuff to compare it to. Yeah, so it's you've got some basic medical yeah. medical records for Helen, and you know that her blood type is B positive. Okay. And you give that stuff and the camisole to Ginny, uh, Virginia Ashbury. And she says, well, I mean, to just match this, I mean, that's a pretty easy test. I can have this for you by the end of the day if you can give me the day for it. Now, that sounds great. Okay. Enjoy Uh, the coffee. Thanks. Uh, Always hits the spot. I had a a late night working last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, How are things at How's Business? Well, it's starting to look up. Good. good. That's good to hear. I was a little worried about you. Um, If I hadn't already mentioned the name, I'd mention Deacons because you might know the name, but I'm working for the Deacons. Uh, This job is for uh, Margaret Deacon. Deacon. It is looking up. If you can uh, crack this case, that'll be good for you. So there's there's an extra coffee in it for you (laughs) if you can figure this one out. Awesome. Well, like I said, usually I'd say a couple of days, but I can can have this by the end of the day for you. Thanks. Thanks, Jenny. All right. Just call me at the end of the day or drop by, whatever you want. I'll probably drop by. We'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. And so she takes the camisole and the records, yeah. and you know, she, she'll have All right. She's not going to be able to tell you now. anything more than whether it's Helen's blood or not. What I'm expecting out of this now, and I don't know, maybe it's Joe expecting more than Dex, but it's not going to be hers. It's not going to match. That's my, my expectation. Um, uh, and from what he saw, from what Dex saw of Helen, she didn't look like she was cut up. 
and so right. So my thought is it's not going to be hair blood. Right. That's correct. Confirmation that it's going to be some someone something else that is going to lead me in a new direction. All right. So um, make a note here that. so at this point, what is Jimmy it, like 10 in the morning, it. something like that? Yeah, 11? it would be pretty early, I would yeah. say. Um, I don't know if Dex is a morning guy or not. Uh, well, the way <laughs> I described the wake-up, it was probably the, um, it wasn't the sunrise at the six thirty seven o'clock. It was more of the eight thirty nine o'clock sun that finally broke through some of the dirt on the window and managed to wake him up. And then, you know, tidy himself up a bit and walk a few blocks. So, yeah, it's 10, 10 to, somewhere between 10 and 11. Okay. Especially, it'd be 11, maybe even close to lunch by the time he finishes up at the uh, at the lab. Gotcha. Okay. What? Oh, oh, you know what? Early enough in the morning, uh, if Franz is actually a working guy, I should probably, yeah. All right. Shortly after leaving the lab and finishing up my coffee, I decide to flag Johnny down. We're going to go check out this uh, friend's house. He ought to be out and about now. So do you just have Johnny on retainer? Is he like your private cat? Well, he circles. <laughs> he circles this neighborhood. <laughs> okay. And all, it's pretty much, if he's not out on a job, he'll be by within 15, 20 minutes. Gotcha. Now, if he's he, out on a job, a couple hours maybe. And given the fact that you're uh, usually tight on cash, it's funny that he's as attentive to you as he is. Yeah. Well, well, he gets to listen to all this stuff. And none of his other clients ever ask him to tail someone or lose a tail. Okay. He enjoys that. So it's the excitement. He's learning, him. yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. All right, so you're going to go back to the guest house where yeah. it appears that Franz Spiderman is living. Johnny, let's get to uh, to uh, 112 Moonbeam, Moonbeam Drive, that last place we stopped last night. I need to go check that place out. I think I might have, you know, dropped my watch there. <laughs> <laughs> Your watch, eh? Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, if that's what you say, Mr. Raymond, I'm happy to take you there. Yeah, you need I, some help looking for that watch. Uh, uh, Dex wants to, wants to make sure Johnny doesn't get in on any of the underhanded stuff at this point. Although Johnny probably knows, uh, he just doesn't want Johnny to get in trouble. He doesn't want to have him as. Uh, yeah, I drove him to that place where he broke in. Right, Johnny doesn't need that. Right, exactly. So uh, Johnny drives you up there, right back where you were at. Uh, I think it was one twelve Moonbeam Drive. Yes, and uh, you hop out and kind of. Yep. Ease your way onto the property. Yeah, I quietly made my way back around to the guest house so I could look in the doors, maybe uh, maybe find the side door that I could jimmy open if uh, Mr. Uh, Spielberg isn't around. Mr. <laughs> <Ms>. Spielman? <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, a, so Yeah, he's not German. You're here in, uh, in Moonbeam Drive, which is yeah. kind of uh, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, border area. Okay. So it's a, it's a fancy part of town. Uh, as I told you, the guest house doesn't necessarily mean that the guests are staying there. Uh, mm-hmm. You ease in, look around. There's uh, some ivy on the walls, a garden. You walk in. Uh, also, of- definitely making every effort to not be seen by neighbors or the people in the main house. Okay. This should be a secretive thing. With okay, so any you- luck, I'm in and out and nobody knew I was there. So you don't want to be seen by the person in the main house. Correct. Okay. Um. So, uh, you can tell as you approach almost immediately that unless he's sleeping, Spielman's not in the guest house. Like, okay. can, it's well, a small enough house that you don't see him up anywhere. The um, car he drove last night is it in the drive? It's not. Okay. Right. Um, roll me a quick test to see if you're seen from the guest house or not, and let's just roll a my D- stealthing or no? Uh, there is actually. I have two dice. There's an actual stealth. Yeah, so let's roll um, 
a quick test on an. Dun, dun. I'm gonna do a nine plus to not be seen because okay. Greta. Oh, sorry. The, the, the residents of of the house is making breakfast. You know, a late breakfast ah. and is at the window looking basically where you're coming in. Okay. Is nine a high enough? Let me think. Three. Well, the most I can roll is twelve, so nine's yeah. pretty up there. Yeah. Let's make a nine plus. All right. Let's see what we get. It. First die, a two. So okay. I'm not gonna make the nine. And the second die is a three, so that's a five. Okay. So if you wanted to spend another dice for an extra problem, you could. Let's do or that. You can deal with, or you can deal with being seen. You know, I actually, from I remember from last night, this dame uh, had a nice look about it in the kitchen. Perhaps if she sees me, she might be able to offer me some information. Okay. So I decided to just stroll boldly past the window towards the guest house. All right. So you work your way to the guest house, um, come to the front door, and yeah. it's locked. Okay. Um, is there a side door that's not in view of this window? I don't mind if she sees me at the front door, but if I go to the side door to break in, I don't want her to see me. Right, right. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of windows. There's no. It's just a single door. This is basically just a two-room, small guest house. This place isn't up to fire code. Yeah, I mean, you could probably pick the lock. You've got the skill yeah. to do that, or you could try to go okay. through a window. But yeah. you're going to be seen either right. way. Um, I pretend to grab my key out of my pocket when I just grab my... Uh, Lockpick that uh, I learned to use when I was a kid. Spent a few moments tinkering with the door before it clicks open. So you uh, click it open, you yeah. walk in. It's a very simple, you know, plain but nice guest house. Uh, you, you walk in. Start and looking. I um, will specifically leave the door cracked open behind me, expecting someone to walk up to it. Right. So I'll and, keep my eye behind me the right. whole time. And that's exactly what happens. After three or four minutes of me okay. poking around, um, as I said, this uh, she's not a, a stunner like Margaret Deacon, but uh, yep. but a, you know, attractive kind of thirty-something-year-old uh, blonde uh, woman walks yeah. in the door and uh, says, uh, "You know, excuse me, can I help you?" Yeah, yeah, Miss uh, Franz uh, was uh, starting to write a story, and uh, he wanted some more information, so I came by to drop some stuff off for him, and he said he had something for me to pick up, too. I'm just here looking about the place. It's supposed to be on his desk. Do you know where he keeps his desk? Yeah, I'm just right, right in the back room. Is, uh, All right, well, thanks. Yeah, you can take anything you want. This, this fucking parasite piece of shit. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Other than that, I have no strong feelings about the guy. Um, He's a worm. You take anything you want. Take it all. I don't care. Yeah, when uh, when he told me about writing the story, he was a bit wormy. I, I can see what you're saying there. What it, uh, what kind of company does he keep back here? He's uh, he's all, almost always by himself, but he's yeah. he's a there's nothing to like about him. In fact, is he not paying the rent? Oh, he pays the rent. That's why he's here. That's uh, why he's here. And by the way, I can't. I don't do it well. But she's speaking with a very thick German accent as well. Ah, okay. So, um, oh, so oh, German on German action of he's a freaking parasite, right? But she, yeah, she yeah. clearly does not so, like him. Right. Um, and uh, you, she says, you know, the 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 uh, mm-hmm. the desk is right in the back. You know, when you go ahead and help yourself. All right. I won't tell him a thing. That's great to hear. Thanks. Um, and I just want to. Uh, Keep one eye on her while I look about the place. Okay. So, uh, and really, I, I, I did, one of my points was to go look at, at a desk simply because he was a writer. I figured there would be a desk and he didn't seem to be out and out lying about that. So I would look for that thinking that as a writer, he might keep his favorite things where his desk is. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going. Okay. 
So uh, you get to the desk, and um, it's actually got a. I mean, it's locked. It's got a okay. lock in it. Not for long, it wasn't. <laughs> well, and at that point, the woman who's here, she's annoyed. She says, "I can't believe he put a lock on my desk." She says that. that he's, yeah. She says that was that's not. I wasn't there. Don't worry, I'll get this open for you. And a little, few clicking sounds here and there, and then that that um, stereotypical thunk as I just you know I yank it open, regardless of if the lock was opened or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you look in the desk, you look around, um, and you don't, you, you don't, ah, uh, they're actually in the desk. You find a key, okay. um, for the lock outside of the desk, <laughs> no, it's not for the desk or, or for the door. You can tell that, but it's okay. a, a key for somewhere else. Okay. And, uh, so that is of interest to you for sure. So do you recognize this key, ma'am? She says, no. No, I don't have any idea what that is. All right. This can just be one of those things you say you didn't saw. That, that's fine with me. Right. So, uh, I'm not sure what you're doing here, though. Should I be scared of you? No, not at all. Should I'm, he be scared of you? <laughs> um, <clears throat> that depends on what he's up to. I'm Dex Raymond, Private Eye. Dex? I'm investigating a, 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 what was it, a disappearance and reappearance of a, of a person. Ah, well... My name is Greta, Greta Odemar. It's a pleasure to meet you. She, I don't usually have such handsome men around she's here. A, she's almost doing my um, Calvin Paylor there. That's good. <laughs> go, um, go Paylor. <laughs> uh, I'm Greta. Ah, good to meet you, Greta. You are a significant improvement among the, above the worm who usually is here. I can't say I argue with you there. Um, so what else? Well, you know. What else does he giving you a problem with? Is there anything else I can help with? I've got a few friends downtown. Maybe we can put them up on the straight and narrow for you. Well, I don't, I don't know about the straight and narrow, but <laughs> you might be able to help me. Okay. I, uh, I assure you I would do whatever I could to make sure that uh, if he's any part of uh, wrongdoing, I can try and settle that up for you. He's a pig. He's a complete pig. He is... Uh... Horrible friends. Horrible friends in Germany. In Germany? Yeah. Huh. How much would it take for you to kill him? Well, that's not the kind of business I'm in, but I might know a person or two. What does he need to die for? Yeah, he's, he claims to be a reporter, but I don't think he is a reporter. I think he works for these nasty friends. Uh, he's... He's a vicious man. He carries a knife. He's been known to use it. He's communicating with these people that he should not be. And uh, everything about him is, is wrong. Would $200 be enough for you to kill him? I guess you look like a man that you could use the money. Not for me, but I might be able to, uh, to connect you with somebody. Tell you what, I'll ask a few people and maybe I'll let you know. Well, I would not mind if he disappeared, although I would have to find a new renter. Although it's not as if I have him from renting here by choice. Ah, somebody twisted your arm to have your house guess, huh? Well, um, he's, yeah. uh, there are reasons that he's here. That is abundantly muddy at this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we knew each other back in Berlin. Ah, 
Yeah, he has photographs. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my life. I live the way I live, and I love who I love, but these photographs could ruin me. They are, um, they're intimate. They're exposing. Ah, so he's got some blackmail going on you. I, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying Perhaps, to make my way here in Hollywood, and I don't think they would be as understanding of the people that I like to love. If I were to uh, get my hands on those photographs, would that be worth the $200 for you without him having to die? $200 is a lot of money. I don't know that I could pay I'll that. I'll see if I can find them, and we'll talk. Well, that would certainly be appreciated. Okay. In the meantime, why don't you look around here some more and see what you can find? I won't tell him you were here. Yeah. And he won't be back until 5 or 6. All right, uh, Miss Greta, if you don't mind, I will do just that. So you look around the guest house. It's really just a living area and like a small kind of separate room that has a washroom in it. Um, there's a pull-down bed. There's a desk with a chair. You've already searched the desk. There's a small love seat and a wardrobe and, so uh, now and that a fireplace. She, now that she has mentioned, essentially, he's got some stuff on her, uh, blackmail. I would be looking for any kind of secret place he might keep it. It would be stupid of him to keep it here, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't happen in the story. Correct. So... Uh, assuming that you're making a fairly exhaustive search of the place and I, trying I, to collect evidence. Considering the next place I need to go is the casino, which isn't open, which isn't hopping for several more hours. Yes, I will, especially with her blessing. Okay. I spend a lot of time tossing and turning everything in the place. The joint's going to look ransacked by the time I'm done. Maybe she can help me straighten it back out. <laughs> okay, so um, as you're searching, you know, you're looking around the room, you're not finding much of interest uh, until you get to the fireplace. Mm. And in the fireplace, um, you find what you can tell are burned photographs. Ah. Um, the whole rest of your search doesn't turn up any photos or any negatives, but there are clearly some burned photographs in the fireplace. I say, hey, Greta, look at this photograph. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. <laughs> um, looking at them right now, uh, uh, yeah. Is there anything you useful? you can't you can't tell in their current state what they show? But you know that your friend Ginny might be able to help you in that regard. Um, I can't imagine. She could probably reconstitute the photos from the ashes in a way that you can't. I can't imagine Dex carrying an evidence bag on him. Uh, presuming Greta went back in the house, um, Dex will go ask her for some kind of bag that he can use to, uh, to put some ashes in essentially. Right. right. And she's, yeah. she's happy to give that okay. to you. From so I'll grab as much of that as seems suitable for Jenny to work with. I'm going to be seeing her again later today. Okay. And then, um, you know, while you're, you know, you look around, you don't, um, I don't think you find anything else to... Actually, I take it back. Um, I should mention that the key that you got earlier, you've now had mm -hmm. time to look at it a little bit more closely. And because you've got a, kind of a background or you have a skill, I think, in accounting. I do have accounting. And locksmith in case those things go together. Well, they, they do. Yeah. So um, with your accounting knowledge, it tells you that that key would open a safe deposit box uh -huh. and that the numbering on the key identifies it as being from the Security First National Bank in the Spring Street, Spring Street Financial District. First National, okay. And that, um, now, you had 
um, been able to get into the desk. And as you, uh, you know, Greta would have given you the key, but I think you actually kind of use your locksmith yep. to get in there. You go back through that now. Uh, you're a little less worried about being seen. And you yeah, do she's find She's complicit. This, yeah. I mean, she's very, she's very, yeah. ha- very complicit. So you do find a few things in there. Um, you find a set of letters mm-hmm. postmarked uh, Berlin. Okay. Um, that appear to be written in some ty- some type of code. Um, you can tell just from looking at them that they're written in German, which you don't read. Right. But you could put the letters in order, you know, kind of using your uh, cryptography skill. Okay. Now they're written in German, and you know that you I were just. I did not bring my fascism decoder ring. You did not, but you did uh, just finish talking to Greta yeah. Odemar, who is from Berlin. Thinking about that. Um, uh, I'm just wondering, the more I give her, I'm going, just so you know, Kurt, I'm going with the broke thing. The more information I give her without being paid, mm-hmm. I hate to shake somebody down, but it almost feels like I'm broke. And uh, if this case doesn't pull through, I, I'm out my rent and I can't pay for the electricity in the office. And right. yeah, yeah, I'll, um, I'll put those letters together. And uh, actually, that would be as part of going to ask her if I could have a, the bag to put the ashes in. I'll show her the letters. And, uh, Miss Greta, these things mean anything to you? I'm afraid I don't understand the language. Uh, I would guess you do, though, eh? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, yes. Ah, uh, these, uh, you know, she takes a few minutes to kind of read them. Yeah. Just, these, uh, these letters seem to come from the German propaganda ministry. Well. Uh, let's see. They are, uh, they are, um, how do you say? reprimand or uh, scolding they're scolding ah. the pig spielman for finding uh how do you say uh my english is not always good um they're mad at him for finding comp- compromising i think is the word compromising material only on a handful of uh small fry small fry and you can see her face kind of mm-hmm. you know she's like you can tell she's insulted when she's just read this yeah uh, so um, she's a little bit offended by the label, but um, the letters also seem to, uh, they seem very interested in lewd pictures of Charlie Chaplin. They want uh, <laughs> pictures of Charlie Chaplin. Is this uh, a code name? Uh, no, these, I mean, you, and you know that uh, Chaplin has been a very vocal critic of the Nazi yeah. regime. Yeah. And uh, he's referred to in these letters as the known pervert and the cradle robber Chaplin. Uh, um, so just um, somebody else they want to defame mm-hmm. and one of the letters let's see she's looking she says this one here says uh, Spielman he should contact someone named Peli 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 I'm, I'm not sure how you say his name P-E-L-L-E-Y let's Peli okay uh, um, it says that he's a man sympathetic to our cause who might be willing to provide embarrassing information about participants in this uh, strange ritual. And you know, being from the area, that this must refer to a a well-known Los Angeles figure, William Dudley Pelly. Ah, okay. So, um, so at this point, you, she looks up at you and she's a little uh, embarrassed, but you know, she says, is this, is this any help to you? Is this, yeah, I think uh, I think it offers me another clue or two. Okay. Thank you for the translation, Greta, Miss Greta. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, the only other thing that you might be thinking here is you, you know, the stuff with Nazis. And interestingly, Greta, she never used the word, but, you know, she mm-hmm. talked of his nasty friends. And clearly he must be some type of spy or, or at least working for the regime in Germany. Uh, and you know about a local gangster uh, fairly new to town, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Cohen. And he hates Nazis. He hates it's Nazis. like his only redeeming quality as far as you're concerned. Okay. He's filled with the spirit of volunteerism when it comes to stomping Nazis. Okay, so he's the and, gangster. Uh, he is definitely a gangster and not necessarily someone that you would like and you don't have to do anything with that knowledge but it just you know okay. when you're reading this and you hear nazis you're like yeah i bet mickey would like to kick the shit out of this guy yeah all right so and that's uh you know i think that's really all that you found and, and all that you will find here okay i would definitely thank her and be on about my way I, it's, it's probably still just early afternoon is it worth going to uh Allegra, or should I drop off this new evidence to Ginny first? Hmm. Thought about it for a while and realized the uh, the the gambling joint isn't going to be hopping enough yet. So I bring the I brought the uh, charred pictures over to Ginny. That's twice in one day. Uh, it's just crazy evidence today, Ginny. Oh wow! Well, I got the blood work <laughs> off, and that, that's being uh, worked. What what is this? Uh, from what I can tell, this used to be photographs. Found them in a fireplace. I'd like to know if we can make out who was in them. Uh, yeah, that's going to take a little more work than the blood. Uh, I trust you, Jenny. I'm sure you can it's going to take me a full day to get that done. I'm right. not sure if I'll have that done tonight. It might be tomorrow. Um, which one's more important? Uh, for me right now, the blood work's more important. This is a new development. I don't know if it has anything to do with it yet. Okay. Um, I'll get on it. Um, I know, uh, I know there's a lot of money in it for me, right, Dex? Of course there is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so she takes that and she's happy to work yeah. on it. And this one thing, as far as the adventure goes, the sources, what have you that I have here, there's no real mention of money, right? There's just, yeah, there, I'm sure there's an exchange, but I don't know if it's the type of thing where, you know, Dex would say, yeah, I'll give you double what I normally give you because it doesn't even say he gives him anything to begin with, right? Right. Um, I think the assumption is that yeah. you're basically friends, but uh, you bring uh, her coffee, she does work for you. Uh, you know. Yeah, you just get that worked out for me, Shay. Shay? <laughs> you pay her however you, think <laughs> is, however you think is appropriate, Dex Raymond. That day that we go out to dinner together, that'll so. be your payment. <laughs> oh, Dex, you tease. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um I'm trying to think so at this point you yeah so you've reviewed uh, the guest house and uh, I remember what uh, Miss Greta said about Franz carrying a knife. Next time I see him, uh, I'm gonna make sure to keep an eye on him. Right. So um, the casino is not going to be open probably for. I mean, it won't even be open for another six hours. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be waiting on Ginny, so at this point... Mm-hmm. Well, know, I mean, it is it is the middle of the day that uh, that bright sunlight's going to be an idea. I think it's time to check out Clara Nebel. Clara Nebel. Excellent. So that's another open avenue for you. And it, yeah. uh, as folks at home may recall, you know that, or, or Dex knows that Clara Nebel is a leader or the leader of something called the Order of the Argent Light. So I think in order to see if I can find out more about her, maybe one of my friends is a uh, competitor to her. 
I'm going to go uh, make a visit to Madam Eva. Mm. She's a fortune teller around these parts. Around these parts. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, give me a, a moment so I can rem- uh, remember her. All right, so... Um, She's got a uh, storefront uh, for a palm reading joint over on Hollywood Boulevard. Johnny, step on it. So, um, and remind oh, me, have and you been to see her yet? Have not been to see uh, Madam Eva yet. Okay, and uh, I'll tell Johnny to make sure he stops by. Um, what would a liquor store be called then? I don't know. The liquor store. I'll just say it. Sure. Um, and grab a uh, small bottle of Kentucky bourbon to bring along to uh, Madam Eva because it's never too early to uh, put down some bourbon. That, that is true as far as Madam Eva is concerned. So, yep. um, so you arrive at her, uh, her store, storefront palm reading joint. Is that where you're yep. going? Yep. Okay. So she's Over got a – Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, she's got a storefront palm reading joint on Hollywood Boulevard. It just steps away from the uh, Musso and Frank Grill and the Egyptian Theater. And clearly she's got it set up here to try to cater to – uh, mm-hmm. tourists and, and people who might be looking for quote-unquote spiritual enlightenment. Um, Dex has always been, a, unless you tell me otherwise, always been a bit of a skeptic. Oh, he's definitely to- a skeptic. I mean, he's even cold-blooded now, for that matter, because of that uh, problem he picked up. Right, but, um, but he's always gotten along well with her. So um, Dex will walk in with the uh, small bottle of bourbon uh, in his right hand, uh, walk up to the um, the full-figured uh, Madam Eva, uh, she's very brightly dressed, flamboyant to cater to the um, the what the LA customers demand of her. Um, and he he opens up his hand with the uh, small bottle of bourbon and, and says, uh, "Excuse me, Madam, could you read my palm?" Oh, Dax, <laughs> you always know how to treat a lady right. <laughs> well, um, you get a couple of glasses, and I've got a couple of questions for you. Ah, well, I certainly have a couple of glasses, and I have answers as to all things. So, <laughs> so she, she gets so a couple for, of low balls and some ice yeah. and brings the glasses back. So first, I've got a new case. Uh, can you tell me if I'm going to live through it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dex, your lifeline is very, very long, like I imagine yeah. other things. Yeah, that's not my lifeline, honey. You're going to call in a lifeline? Um I'll give her a, a short rundown on the on the story. Insofar as it's a um, a woman that went dis- disappeared, uh, came back and has been kind of babbling to herself. Um, but um, you know, the short of it is uh, something keeps coming up here. Two things: the is it order of argent light? the order of the argent light and a Clara Nebel. What can you tell me about these? Mm. Well, I certainly certainly know about her, um, and let me step back here just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding, and unless you tell me differently, is that uh, Madam Eva and Dex, they both know they're in on the game. Like they know that Madam Eva is basically a grifter. Yeah, and she's, yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. think she's a real right. I mean, any any time that. Um... Uh, anytime that Dex has asked her about any of the occult stuff, she says it's all BS. But right. here's what I would tell you about it. Right. Okay. Right. So, right. So her position is that this stuff is generally garbage, but yep. she takes money from tourists and from rich people, yep. and and she never soaks the poor, and that's why Dex likes her. Yeah. So she says, well, um, yeah. I mean, Ms. Nabel, Madam Nabel, what it call her, what she will. She's uh, she is the head of this group, the Order of the Argent Lights. She. 
I can't tell you too much about them, but I, I will tell you, I mean, I've heard things about them that are disconcerting. I mean, she certainly makes money and certainly targets, tar- targets rich clients. Uh, and there's no doubt that she's d- done well from them, but there, there are strange connections there. Um, and Well, do you know of any of her uh, clients going missing? And for that matter, showing back up all on their own. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've I've heard about this Helen Deacon case, yeah. but I don't know anything more about it than you do. Um, you know, I mean, Clara is re- she's respected for what she does, and she's. Uh, I mean, some people think she might be the real deal to the extent that there is a real deal. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that myself, but. Um. So let's see. Um. Take uh, take a minute or two to describe to her Helen's state and that weird feeling I got when I looked in her eyes, but immediately dismissed it. Um, and you know, ask her, yeah. So uh, what do you make of something like that? I hadn't seen that happen before. I mean, that's not something that I have a lot of experience with, but uh, neither me before yesterday. I mean, there are people who. There are people who are true believers in Clara mm-hmm. and what she teaches and say that she has real powers that are stronger than mine. So you think you know? she could have had something to do with this girl showing up drooling on herself? I, I truly don't know anything about that. All right. Um, we've probably finished the uh, bourbon because I didn't bring a whole lot. Just a, yeah, it was a small, a small yeah, bottle. Small, a small so. amount for, for just enough for I. Uh, each of us to have a small glass, yeah. both of us. I, w- I mean, I will tell you, if you go to see her, she will yeah. be happy to see you if she thinks you have some money. Uh, you might want to put on a nice shirt before you go see her. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry, this one was from yesterday. <laughs> I have to stop by the house, so. the house, the apartment. She's got a kind of a bungalow. Um, I think it's over on, I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's over somewhere near Loma Linda Ave in Hollywood. It's like a kind of a Pueblo-style bungalow. It's... I haven't actually been in there, but she, I think she's over there near Loma Linda. That's uh, that's where she runs her business? I think so, yeah. All right. She's got like a chapel over there. Okay. Well, hey, thank you, madam. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Mr. Raymond. <laughs> You're welcome back yes. anytime you have such fine uh, bourbon. I, you know, Although I will tell you, my taste is shifting just a little bit. I've been drinking more gin recently. Ah, I don't that's know why. good to know. And at that, for the first time in the conversation, he takes out his black book and makes a quick note. Jim, it is. <laughs> and she smiles yes. ear to ear. Yes. And with that, this would probably be a great place to end this episode. And thank you all for listening. Uh, the adventure and the mystery yeah. continues. I decided we were near an hour. So I thought we might just wrap this one up for now. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.